What's going on? Welcome to Mailbox Monday. I'm your host, Josh, and I'm here with my co-host, KG. KG in the house. And uh, today we're going to be doing a Mailbox Monday where we answer all your favorite questions. It's a beautiful sunny morning today, and we just figured, you know, let's get the first thing done out of the way, get this Mailbox Monday bumping, and get this content out to the good people. Yeah, people are waiting for this episode every single Monday. It comes out at, I believe, you know, 1 or 2 a.m. So yeah, if you're up early, this is for you. Uh, Enjoy this. You know, it's a great start to the day. We answer your questions. Thank you to everyone who has been submitting them. Once again, you can submit them however you want. Just ask us a question. Any of our mediums, uh, it helps if you specify it's for Mailbox Monday, but even if you don't, it's not the end of the day. We can figure that out. So uh, without further ado, let's get into it. Alrighty, so we got a question. How can I best manage playing lots of sports while trying to gain size? That's a great question because we've both been there. Uh, for a while, I remember, I think at my peak, I was playing hockey like 12 times a week, so like 12 hours of hockey, and I was playing water polo, I was doing, and then I was trying to work out five times, it was it was just chaos, like that was, it was nuts, right? And the first thing is really to kind of understand your expenditure. If you're heavily active like that, you're going to need to be eating more or you're just going to end up very skinny. You want to encourage your metabolism, so the nutritional side is going to be your best friend. You really want to peak that up and spend a lot of time investing and getting that down and knowing what foods will help supplement your activity. And then furthermore, I mean, you have to kind of gauge what you can do in the gym. If you're going five times a week and they're bad workouts, you might want to scale it down. You know, you could do three full body days. That's a great thing, especially for newer people or perhaps younger people who may be playing a ton of sports. So three total body exercises, you know, you can spread them out by a day. You can even do two a week of full body and you can get that extra kind of compound work in there. Yeah, that's it. You nailed it, dude. I don't even have anything to add there. (laughs) one of the reasons you you got some one of the reasons i actually stopped playing hockey was because it it got too chaotic for me and i just honestly chose to prioritize the gym so i was like okay i can go play hockey or i can go to the gym and i decided to kind of give it up but even the gym you go on your own schedule it's your time yeah so you're saying to my client this morning, you know, when you're in the gym, it's your time, your hour. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not thinking about anything outside of it or being distracted. It really feels great. And when you're done, you have endorphins pumping. So those are kind of like those feelings, those hormones that signal that make you feel good post-workout. Um, exercise has been shown to even reduce hunger um, afterwards, which is interesting because you think it would be such an effect. But there's just so many benefits of it. And the gym's on your time, whereas sports, I guess, yeah. the one downfall is you're on someone else's time on someone else's schedule and it's very demanding don't get me wrong i love sports to death but that's why i also transitioned and really kind of fell in love with the gym and it's Mm -hmm. just you versus you you know no one else is in that but i think looking back maybe i would have tried to go to the gym in the morning and then just done hockey at night like if i was manageable and if if you are too right like you can you can do some serious work you know you can get in there on your hustle but yeah the best way to manage is and especially if you're going to be doing any kind of extreme activity you need to eat more food like that's why marathon runners will kind of pound back carb shots as they go Mm because they're literally expending ridiculous like almost unfathomable amounts of energy so you need to resupplement that or you're just going to end up shriveling up exactly 
So next question we got asked, what are some good alternatives to compounds to get me to learn the form before actually jumping into using barbells and doing barbell work? So this is a great question. There's so many different exercises. So a lot of people definitely aren't, um, like you don't wanna just go into the gym, especially if you're a beginner and just start using the bar because it is very technical. There's so many different things to kind of know about it. And uh, it's definitely usually a lot easier to start with like dumbbells or different exercises. So um, I'll just start talking about the squat. Like we have, uh, especially for personal training or even online coaching, we'll have a lot of people instead of using bars at the beginning, just starting using um, a dumbbell for goblet squats. So obviously you can start doing bodyweight squats and then you can jump into goblet squats. But this is just great because it just kind of forces you to be upright. Um, you can even begin with overhead squats. I know I see Josh doing that a lot with his clients as well. And uh, so there's that for the squat. Um, for the dumbbell, you can start with some rack pulls. You can even start with uh, using dumbbells um, beforehand. And I think, you know, before anything, you should always learn to use dumbbells before a barbell like and moving on to the uh, bench press you can do floor press you can do dumbbell floor press you can do dumbbell work and this just helps you kind of make sure there's no imbalances make sure you're able to stabilize and use each arm effectively before jumping into any barbell work so those are a couple different examples and uh, hopefully that answered your question so another one we got asked um, was this is a big one on Instagram uh, pretty much I'm gonna sum it up it said I see everyone preaching the bulk and then cut to put on size and then cut fat Basically, he's been doing a lean bulk throughout and he's wondering, can I continue to put on muscle like this without doing a crazy big bulk? What is the pros and cons to each? Thank you guys for answering. So, you wanna start with that one? Sure, we've answered this we one. We have answered actually. Yeah, I'll do it quick because we, we've we definitely answered yeah. this one before. Um, so yeah, basically the more fat you gain, the more muscle you can gain, but you have to deal with taking the fat off mm -hmm. and you have to be intelligent with cutting it down or else it can be kind of pointless. So the lean bulk's okay as long as you're okay with not having radical kind of muscle gain transformation unless you're just starting out. If you're starting out, you'll be able to pack on more, but as you mature, you won't be able to pack on as much and most people should really be okay with that like that's kind of where i am i just want to slowly improve my physique improve my density and composition but obviously the perk to doing it slow is less fat you're going to look better year-round mm -hmm. however the negative is you won't put on as much muscle big bulk you'll put on more muscle and then um you butt the negative is you have to cut it down and you'll hold more fat at times so you really need to kind of balance what your desires are and yeah kind of work from that Great answer. Another question, this was actually from YouTube. What's the best way to splitting up your workout routine? Thoughts on putting legs into the push-pull workout? So this is a great question. I mean, um, there's so many different ways to do it. Like, it's just so hard to give like a straight answer without knowing your goals, like how many times you're actually working out uh, throughout the week and um, all that good stuff. But I mean, lately I've been really digging like a push-pull leg cycle. Um, I know we have like a lot of our clients doing that and everything's obviously customized based off of like what kind of equipment you have and stuff. But you know, body weight workouts, have been, or sorry, full body workouts have been proven to be effective if you're someone that can get in maybe two times. If you can get in six times, like a push-pull legs, doing that twice over would be absolutely fantastic. I wouldn't say, you know, if you've got the time and if you pretty much like got a goal set to like just build muscle or to like whatever, you know, lose fat or anything like that, I wouldn't say 
a leg day mixed in with push or pull would be extremely effective. Like if it's one of those things where you've got to squeeze it in, I'd say that uh, that would be a good resort, but I wouldn't uh, try cramming that in because there's a lot you can do for legs to uh, progress, to gain muscle, and uh, in terms of volume, you probably won't be able to get enough. So um, do we have any more questions right now in the mailbox? I'll add to that. Um, there's a couple more now. No, I, we've already done the four that I've written oh, down. Oh, okay. Sure there's... So yeah, let's spend some time on this one then. Mm -hmm. So. Um, the, the current science says that single body parts will have some effectiveness. Bro splits got hate for a while, but they've got some love again, which is nice. Um, same with switching to multi-muscle, and it seems like varying between both sets is good. I've had really good success with bro splits, even when they were getting hate. Now they're getting some more love, so that's one muscle group at a time. And the reason I find I've had a lot of success with that is you can focus on your chest, you know, like really just kind of dialing it in and then obviously like an accessory try or something. But when you're focusing one muscle, it's a lot better than if you're doing like push-pull legs all in one day is ridiculously yeah, hard. that's crazy. But if you're deadlifting and then you're trying to bench and then you're trying to squat and then you're trying to do accessory work for all these massive muscle groups, it's just extremely fatiguing. And that's why I find like, you know, outside of what it could do, I just find it's very hard to get through that workout with a good intensity. Whereas when you're really focusing even on like a push-pull legs and splitting it that way, at least you're really narrowing in on one area of your body and mm -hmm. really thrashing that. And then that's really sore the next day. You're kind of flipping yourself over and doing a part that's fresh and you can rinse and repeat without too much pain, which is a really good kind of benefit there. So you can kind of just run through those and uh, yeah, but once again, it's whatever works best for you, but you can also look at like what splits have been proven to be most effective, but a lot of it too, and the best routine will be the one you'll actually do and the one you'll actually do with good intensity and not just push through it. And that can be another negative too much volume. If you have too much volume in a workout, you could completely just not really push for any of it. Whereas if you have too little, you know, you could just not have the expenditure you need, but even like a lot of really good coaches I know will kind of push new clients with like no volume and they'll say, hey, you got to learn to do more with less before I give you more because it teaches you to utilize better mind-muscle connection and everything like that. Awesome. Great answer, dude. Um, another question I found that we got on YouTube, or sorry, on Instagram was, throughout your journey, what's one thing you found extremely hard about gaining muscle? So, oh man, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, I mean, we've been lifting for quite a long time. I would say for me personally, the hardest thing is staying in control. Uh, what I mean by that is I think like when, you know, a lean bulk, especially going back to that question earlier, is is fairly tough. At least I find pretty tough because you're in a mindset where you're you're aiming to gain muscle. So it's like, you're okay, I'm going to go out, I'm going to eat. And sometimes it's hard to stay within calories. Like I found I've struggled in the past with that. So I think um, gaining muscle isn't like the main issue is just like staying in control and not putting on too much fat and usually you know for a lot of people I find when they're trying to gain muscle it results in too much fat um, for me personally like when I might go when my goal is to be within control I end up putting on too much so I think that's like one of the hardest things about gaining muscle and also as we're like progressing and we've been doing this for so long just at this part of the journey it, it you know every pound counts because when you start off the journey you can gain like up to 25 pounds of muscle in a year and now at this point you know it's uh, it's getting a lot more difficult but for us it's just about growing and slowly getting to the next step without taking steroids because uh that's not within our goals you find anything necessarily hard about gaining muscle or no not no. really I, I don't know i find muscle gaining muscle quite easy you lift heavy increase your strength increase your food boom bada bang it's that simple 
uh, I guess the hardest part would be like finding a sweet spot. Like, yeah. I played with different weights. You know, I felt really good at 220 in the past, 215. I've tried 200, and I'm trying like 207, 208 right now, and I feel pretty happy. I just want to find that stage where I look big and I'm not losing too much of my muscle from being lean, but I look lean enough that you can see most of that muscle and where I actually feel sufficiently fed and I can it doesn't impact my life and I can have like a good amount of food. So right now that's my current experiment. Like I've gone through these ups and downs of muscle cut, muscle cut. I want to find a sweet spot that I can kind of just hold and slowly improve the density of my physique over time and that has been the other thing. Like, you know, rounding the shoulders, like getting more of that that mature muscle you know you see someone who you may be even bigger than in the gym like some of the older guys or people not even old like in their 30s but they've been at it for 15 20 years and their muscle just looks fantastic it looks really hard and mm-hmm. dense and shaped and like that's something you have to constantly work for and just slowly improve those little edges of your physique so getting muscle not too bad but getting mature muscle and building a really mature positive physique where you feel good like you know you feel satisfied with food you feel good training you don't feel too deprived it's definitely tough and it's different for everyone so you got to play around and that's kind of where i land with that yes sir it's time to get bulking so i guess that's 15 i mean we need more questions people yeah we do we're we're hungry for them here so feel free to shoot them over if you got them but we'll i guess put a bow on it for today yeah that's it we'll wrap it up Alrighty, so make sure to leave a review i feel like i say this uh every time i guess it's because i do but please it would take you know a couple seconds just say what's on your mind uh just uh you know, it'll help us get this podcast out to the world because we feel like this is truly valuable content for all of you guys to be consuming and we need everyone to be hearing this and all the messages. It's a fit, healthy and happy podcast. It's not like uh, some crazy extremist podcast. We're trying to make all of you guys just get in the best shape of your life while enjoying your life. So please share with a friend, a family member, a spouse, anything like that. And uh, yeah, make sure to subscribe and we'll see you in the next one. Peace out, guys.